Welcome to episode 49 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. This week we're talking about finding happiness and we're using Gretchen Rubin's book, The Happiness Project. We're in the month of May and the topic is be serious about play. I don't know about you, but I always can use more happiness in my life and I love using Gretchen's book as a template to look at life differently. In this podcast, we're going to talk about how play increases your happiness. We're going to discover four ways to increase your play and determine a doable that will increase your happiness now. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Kim McLaughlin, and I am the host of the show. I am a licensed psychotherapist, blogger, author, and motivational coach. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating, feeling bad about their bodies, and excessive dieting. I help people find a place of peace with food and peace in their lives, and that's completely what this podcast is about. What I find interesting is that we're going to talk this week about finding happiness and using Gretchen Rubin's book, The Happiness Project, as our template. I think having these ways of looking at our lives is so important in terms of helping us with our overeating because overeating is just a small piece of what of what the problem is. The problem is really more about how we live our lives and how we manage emotions and thoughts. Remember, I've told you about the six core concepts of feeding your soul. And that's about the physical, which part of that is about the food. And part of it is about a lot of other things. There's the emotional, the thoughts, lifestyle, mindfulness, and self-love. These are all areas that come together that lead us into overeating. So each week I talk about a lot of different topics that will embrace all of those six components. And today's topic fits in in a lot of different ways. And it's about finding happiness and being serious about play. In Gretchen's book, each month she has a topic that she reviews and what she did is she did kind of a research on herself where each month she would engage in um, increasing her happiness through these different projects. This month, it's about play. And I think it can be interesting that we're talking about having kind of this idea of getting serious about play, because that's what her, her chapter says is be serious about play. And those two ideas don't necessarily go together. But I think if we look a little deeper, we can see that play is extraordinarily serious and we don't take it very serious some of the times. Right now we're still in the stage of the COVID-19 where a lot of counties and states are re-entering into people going back physically into work. Some people have to go in with face masks or people are asked to go in with face masks. Um, Stores are opening up. People are going to the beach. There's still a lot of social distancing and concern about getting sick. So it's still a serious kind of scary time. And what I've also found during this time when we've been sheltering in place the last few months is that 
there actually has been more opportunity for play and being serious about it because we didn't have a lot of other things to do. So as we go through these ideas about how to get more serious about play, I think you can see how you can increase it as we're coming out of our shelter and in place time, but also just how you can do it on a regular basis. How can we increase play? Because as adults, life gets really serious. I don't know about for you, but for me, it gets really serious. It actually got really serious during the time of this virus in terms of keeping myself healthy and safe, my family healthy and safe, and wondering, are we going to get sick or or what's and what's going to go on with the economy and the community? So life has been extremely serious. And I think when we talk about having happiness, that we have to engage in that idea of how are we going to find play? And play has to be serious and play has to be in our schedule. We have to be um, contemplative of it and mindful of it and really put out effort to make sure that it happens because I don't know about for you, but for me, I can get stuck in work, work, work. Work can um, get into my evening time, my weekends, because I am a business owner. And as a business owner, I don't always have kind of that nine to five job gig where I just go in and then I'm done with my work when I get home. I have a lot of things to do as many business owners are in the same boat. There's, there's always more to do. And I actually have to find that I have to turn off the, turn off the computer, shut my um, calendar down and get out and play. And this, I think is what that idea of be serious about play is all about because we don't take it as as a requirement that we're we're actually required to do it because it's good for us when we look at children we'll see children playing and having a lot of fun and we can almost um reminisce that oh i remember when my life was that way i remember when i was free to do all that and we get serious about being adults and serious about work and serious about paying bills and we don't remember that that free flow play that we had. Uh, I often tell my daughter when she wants to do more of an adult kind of thing, and I'll say, Lily, be 11. Just be 11. You'll you'll get to do all these things later on, but just be your age and have fun and enjoy it because it's really going to set the stage for later on as to whether we can play and have that kind of fun, which does increase our happiness. I, I hope we can all be in agreement that Having more play, having more fun is really a, a foundation of, of happiness and of those really good feelings that we have. And we actually want to embrace play because when we embrace play more often, we're actually embracing happiness and then we feel good. When we talk about those six components to feed your soul, one of them is emotions. And happiness is one of those emotions that we actually have to put effort into increasing. Um, Isn't it interesting that Gretchen writes a whole book and focuses on it every month in order to increase happiness? And she talked about it, I think, in the prologue of the book about how it seemed to be a little um, vain. I, I don't know if she used those words, but it seemed kind of vain to her to focus on happiness because she was a relatively happy person. There wasn't anything bad going on in her life. 
but things weren't as good as they could be. And that was her focus. And that's what I want to put out to you is that even if things are going well, they could go a little better. If I'm having happiness, I could have a little bit more. And these ideas and concepts that we keep talking about each month in terms of happiness really can increase that good feeling. And as we have that good feeling, we feel more connected inside. When I'm feeling more connected inside, then I become more mindful. I'm more in tune with self-love. My life goes a little bit easier. And so every area in my life feels more balanced. And as every area in my life is more balanced, food is less of an issue. That's just how it goes. So we need to focus on these other areas in order to increase that balanced look with food. In her talking about how to find happiness this month of May and be serious about play, she has some great ideas that I want to talk about with you so that you can have some ideas about what you might be able to do to increase your happiness. What she starts out with is the idea of find more fun. So with play, I think fun comes along with it. And fun is actually quite subjective. So it's very individual and it can take that look inside of you about what is fun for me? What is my idea of fun? And I find that my idea of fun changes over um, over time as I've gotten older, my idea of fun changes. Also throughout the year, there's different ideas of fun. I'm I'm more likely to look in the summertime at going to swim, which I love to do, but I don't think about it as much in December because it's awfully cold and in December I think about fun as more being sitting sitting in the um living room with a book, with a hot cup of tea and that to me feels like fun in the winter time. So for me that idea of fun can be related to the seasons, but also it's become more and more apparent to me that the fun can kind of be lost as we get older because we have more years on us and more different more different. We've had different things that we've tried in order to increase that level of fun. The other thing that happens with fun is that we can kind of discount it because we get kind of serious and seriousness actually can creep into fun and then it's not fun. When we get serious about play, I've seen it oftentimes where um, parents, when we're at a ball game or a, a kid's ball game, soccer game, things like that, where parents get very serious about the kids play and how the kids are doing and get angry about it. So it really lost that, that level of fun. And sometimes that happens for kids is the idea of being athletic and being in these sports can be they can lose the fun because there's too much seriousness around it. So I want you to consider that when you're finding more fun, am I allowing the negative part of seriousness? When, when we say be serious about play, we're talking about engaging in it more and having it be more of a mindful in the front, in the forefront of you, not about seriousness in terms of um, that kind of negativity and anger that can sometimes come when we're too serious about things. I just want to kind of get that straight about when we are talking about serious about play, we mean like going all in and really enjoying it all out. One of the ideas that Gretchen talks about with finding more fun is, is she goes into depth about 
how to find fun for you. And she has a lot of ideas where she talks about finding fun for you. And she tells some stories on herself about how she would find fun or try to find fun with what other people think is fun or what she thinks should be fun. She talked about, um, I think she said what playing chess and getting a pedicure and scrapbooking. She thinks those should be fun because other people they'll find them fun. And so she might start engaging in them, but they're really not her idea of fun. And I thought that was interesting because it really does take this internal look to find out what do I think is fun, not what others think should be fun or what they think is fun. I can engage in fun activities with other people, but it wouldn't necessarily be my number one fun activity. And I then need to go back inside and wonder inside of myself and wonder what is my idea of fun and what would be fun for me? One way I think of to decide or to determine what's fun is to think about what you used to do for fun. As we get older, we get a little more um serious about work and having to get things accomplished and making money and paying bills and keeping the house clean. And we don't think about fun. And so I love the idea. And I talk about this often with my clients. I'll, I'll say, what do you normally do for fun? And they'll look at me sideways and go, I don't know what fun is anymore. And if that's you, one of the things you can do is to go back in time and think about what did I used to find fun? And do that because what you found fun in the past is generally what you're going to find fun now. And what I, what I find for myself is when I do something that I used to do in the past that was fun, it actually is fun in the moment, but it also brings lots of memories of what the times that I engaged in this activity in the past. Some of the things for me that I was, I've been thinking of when I thought of this podcast is I love to take walks which is something I've been doing. And I, I do that, have done that throughout my life. I love exploring neighborhoods. I love looking at houses. I love walking in open spaces and seeing what's, what's out there and what's new. And that is a lot of fun for me and brings a lot of happiness to me. Some other things I used to do in the past that I actually haven't done recently that now this podcast is inspiring me to do is I used to um, go to the library often. I would love to go to the library and just sit in the corner and pick out magazines that I would never normally buy. And I would read these magazines that I would not normally get. And it felt so decadent and so much fun. And that's something I need to do. The libraries aren't open yet. So we're still that are still closed in our area, but I'm looking forward to going back into the library and sitting in a private corner and reading a new magazine. Another thing I've loved to do in the past is to make collages. As I was just talking with you all about all the things that you can look at what you've done in the past and then do it today. And then as you do it, you can remember what you did in the past. And it just reminded me of how much fun I've had. I love to make collages and I haven't done that in a while. I really want to do that. That's going to be part of my commitment, my doable at the end of this podcast about what I want to do is make a collage because I've been doing that since I was a teenager. And I remember making teen as a teenager, making these collages and I've had some wonderful memories recently when I thought back on it and I want to do that again. So those are my couple of things that I want to do that I find are fun in order to increase my happiness. Another 
way that Gretchen talks about being serious about play is she talks about take time to be silly, which is not what we often do. Being silly can be far from us. And actually, I was just thinking, I think sometimes people might use alcohol as a way to increase their level of silliness. And I encourage you to try this without any kind of substances and really focus on how can I be more silly? How can I find more laughter? How can I do something really out of the ordinary for myself just to have fun? Gretchen talks about silliness being contagious, and she talked about the phenomenon of emotional contagion, where we unconsciously pick up emotions from others. So imagine that if you're being silly, if you're having fun, if you're putting on this lighthearted way of being, that you're increasing the silliness with others, and it just makes it so much more fun to be around you. But that increases happiness, that sense of fun, that sense of play, that sense of silliness really increases. And we can tend to get away from that as we get older. You know that. But it can also be reintroduced. I I find I can be a little more silly when I'm with children because they totally allow themselves to be silly. They want that kind of fun kind of play, that kind of unpredictable, odd weirdness. So embrace your silly side and see what you come up with. The third way that Gretchen talks about being serious about play is she talked about starting a collection. And at first I kind of bristled with that when she said that because I thought, oh my gosh, that is then about buying more items, about having collections in the house, about having more things. And I don't think more things create happiness. But as I thought about it more, I thought about a collection I have that I actually didn't realize until I was researching this podcast that I actually have a collection. I have a collection of dragonflies, which started around when I met my husband. And I'm not sure why, but we had the idea of having dragonflies in our wedding, some parts of our wedding decor. And so we had that. And then for our China for our wedding, we have a dragonfly China. We and we asked that was our gifts from people is our dragonfly China, which I love immensely. And I realized that I've gotten various dragonfly items over the years. And it's just more when I see something that's a dragonfly that strikes my fancy, it makes me happy and I get it. And the biggest part about what about my dragonfly connect collection that many of you probably don't know is that I have a dragonfly tattoo. I got that a couple of years because I wanted a symbol on my body that really resonated for me. And this dragonfly is a very powerful symbol for me. And so I got a dragonfly tattoo. And this is part of my collection. What the collection does is the collection makes me feel happy because they are things that resonate for me. So if you're going to start a collection, if you have a collection, have it be things that really resonate for you and feel so wonderful and make you feel happy. The fourth idea that Gretchen brought up in terms of finding more happiness through play is she called it the idea of go off the path. And I've thought about that the idea of doing something new, go off that beaten path, go do something unexpected, go do something new, do something different. The ideas are endless. You really 
could do anything. It, it really can feel overwhelming when I tell you to go off the path. I think a lot of you might say, I don't know what that is, Kim. I don't even know what to do. I've started a list. Actually, I started a few years ago of things that I want to do. And it's on a list that I have written down. It helps me to remind myself. It's almost like an affirmation. I've actually done something that is a, a list of a hundred items of what I want to do. Some of them are more fun doables and some of them are more work doables or some of them are house doables. Obviously with a hundred, that's a lot. But what happened when I made that list and I keep updating that list is it makes me feel joyful that I've gotten things off that list that I've actually done. And also it gives me a place to put ideas that I know I can't do now, but I want to do in the future. I want to be reminded of it. So I have that list and I love to refer back to it and cross the things off that I'm done and put new things on that I notice that I would like to do in the future. I remember one of the things on my list a year or two ago was I wanted to go see Hamilton the musical. And it was on the list. Sure enough, when the opportunity came up last year, actually for my husband and my anniversary, we went to San Francisco and we saw the musical Hamilton. It was extraordinary. And part of it was just being at the play, which was glorious, but also that it was something that was on my list that I had anticipated and was looking forward to. And now I put the effort into making it happen. So having that list is really helpful. Consider how you can go off the path and how you can do something new. I know in the time of COVID-19, there are a lot of things that we can't do. I and my family, we were scheduled to go actually in two weeks from now, we're scheduled to go to Europe. That has been on my list for years and years and years. And Sadly, we aren't going to be able to go because of all the the restrictions. And it's really sad that something that has been on my list that was off the path, that it's being canceled, but it's staying on my list. It's going to happen. I just quite don't quite know when. It'll be when we're when there's more travel and everybody is safer health-wise. So there is some disappointment on when we have plans to do things off the path right now, but they're having to be counseled for this bigger virus, reason of the virus. One of the things about travel is it actually scares me. And I always feel nervous whenever we go to a new place. That was part of my reason for going to Europe is it kind of scared me. And I wanted to embrace that fear because Going off the path can be scary because there are new things. When I think about Europe, I think about there are going to be people, we're going to go to France, who are going to speak a different language. And can I get around? Can I find where the bathroom is? Are we going to be able to go places? And I know that that, you know, some of you that have already been, you know that it's easy to travel, but it's, it's some of my fears about traveling. And what I know is going off the path can bring up that fear. I want to have you embrace that or wonder about embracing that fear because that's what happens when we go off the path. But that's what brings happiness. And that's what play can be about is going off the path, doing something new and doing something that kind of scares you and embracing that and then embracing the happiness and joy that comes from doing something that's a little scary. I think of it in a kind of an easier 
or a more weekly thing that I take on is I do yoga and my yoga instructor will sometimes do poses that are well out of my comfort zone. And I'll say to her, Oh my gosh, what are you doing to us? And I'll laugh and then I'll take a deep breath and then I'll try and do the pose. Even though I feel nervous, I know that going off the path means embracing that new pose and seeing how I can do it and feeling the satisfaction of trying something new. Going off the path means I'm trying something new and I'm going to be in the goodness, in the happiness of doing that. Lastly, I want to tell you the last thing that I do to go off the path, and I do this kind of regularly because I love it. I go off the path by taking a new direction places. So I'm taking, I take a walk around the neighborhood. I'll take a different path. I'll go a different way. When I'm driving home or I'm driving to certain places, I'll go a different direction in order to go a different way. When I go to the grocery store, I'll go in and out a different way. These are simple and these are easy and these are really not much fear is attached to them. But I find that when I go in a different direction, even something as simple as going in a different direction, a different aisle in and out at the grocery store, I make my brain have to think a little bit more and I find things I would have never found before. And I feel enlivened by just going a different way and not kind of going in an unconscious way. So this is a way of increasing that consciousness and mindfulness by going a different path. I look forward to hearing what you guys do. Please leave me a comment and let me know what are you doing to increase your happiness? What are you doing for play? And I look forward to bringing you more content next week as we join together on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.